Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. What's up, guys? Happy hump day. That means get you over the hump of the week. It doesn't mean sex. And we're going to circle back to that coming up in a few minutes because it turns out nobody's having sex on Wednesday. It doesn't mean sex anyway? Okay. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. We will talk about the health minister's announcement yesterday, which for the most part was actually quite good. Uh, But there are a couple of things that we will circle back on. That's coming up. First off, our old friend Drake is in the news today, Kat, and it's for a very strange reason. Yeah, this is an this is an outrageous story, guys. Get this. So this story came about um, a couple of different sources have said that this is this is the case according to this Instagram model. Drake hooks up with people from time to time. He's only human. It happens. And here's the thing: everybody wants to have Drake's baby, even though only one person has managed that we know of to get pregnant by Drake. This is what happens, right? You become a target. Enter this Instagram model. Now, allegedly, according to this story, and I'll read you this story. Drake and the Instagram model met up on Instagram. The two decided to link up a few weeks ago. The model and Drake had a romantic encounter. And what happened next was crazy. After they got together at a party, they went back to his hotel. This says they smoked weed for a bit. And he asked, you want to have sex? She said he was very intent on ensuring things were consensual. Good, that's a smart thing. Absolutely. Perhaps he recorded that conversation, whatever it might be, he made sure it was consensual. Very good. They started with a bit of foreplay, this says. He rubbed and sucked her titties for a bit, then went to the bathroom and came out with a condom on. Wait, he went to the bathroom to put the condom on? I guess that's where you keep the condoms. Maybe he just didn't have one on him. Yeah, and I mean, you can walk around with a condom on. I just thought that that was one of the things that you would do while you were in bed or about to get in bed. Maybe it's is it an intimate moment, though, maybe that you don't really if it's just a hookup, you don't want to see you don't want them to see you putting on the condom. Maybe is there something to that? I don't think there's ever been a, a proper way to do it established. <laughs> <laughs> and not awkwardly. The whole process that is moment, awkward to begin with. That moment is awkward regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Just get it on. Is it on? OK, good. Fine. So he, she says. He's about seven inches thick and cut. And there's a lot of detail in the story, as you can tell. They fucked for about 20 minutes. He mostly hit it from the back and eventually came inside the condom. Immediately after, he went back into the bathroom to dispose of it. She admits, here's where it gets fucked up. Here's where it gets fucked up, everybody. She fished the condom out of the trash. She untied it and put the opening end into her vagina. Oh, dear. Boy, was she in for a surprise. She said it felt like pouring hot lava into her coochie. (laughs) (laughs) She screamed and Drake ran into the bathroom. He admitted in that moment he poured a packet of hot sauce into the condom to kill the sperm. Okay. Again. Oh, sorry. There's more. Go ahead. One last thing I just want to add to that. Because this is the thing that will give you the opinion. The real opinion here. She plans to sue, according mm. to this source. Of course she does. Does she have any rights here? So keep that in the back of your mind. But let's discuss this further, shall we? Okay. So as I see it, and this may even be a question for Sandra Ziskin. But as I see it, it's a personal injury. If you are having sex with someone completely consensual and you, when they're not paying attention, try to retrieve the condom to extract the sperm to get yourself pregnant without the other person knowing, that's some pretty shady shit. That's sketchy as fuck. 
As far as the hot sauce is concerned, and again, as we say regularly, we're not doctors, so we may have to defer to the experts here. I'm not 100% confident that the Diablo sauce from Taco Bell will kill sperm. Did he do it to kill the sperm, or yes. did he do it just in case somebody tries a move just like this? Well, this is the thing, is that it's kind of a two-for-one, isn't it? Number one, you kill the sperm. Number two, if you're trying that shit, play bitch games, get bitch prizes. I truly believe that. And she was trying to play a bitch game. Do you think she actually wanted a baby because she really wanted a baby? No, she wanted fucking money. It's shady as shit. I love this story. Good for Drake. Yeah, he could have used a number of things. Let's say alcohol. Bleach. Anything. That would still sting. Of course, that Mm -hmm. would still hurt internally. Not feel good. So either way, you're still going to get that result. It's not going to feel good. I don't blame the guy. You know, I, I good for you. He probably keeps like Sriracha on a keychain. He's one of those people. <laughs> just in case. Is it like regular Frank's Red Hot or do you have to go hotter on the Scoville scale to kill the sperm? It's so amazing because I start to type in can hot sauce and right away the top thing is can hot sauce kill sperm cells? What does it say? Oh, no. There's not enough, like, good references here for me. Um, you can Google it. Uh, I don't... I, I can try to find it. I can try to find it. I'm just curious. I mean, if anybody really wants to know, uh, they can probably look it up themselves, too. Now, but, I, and keep in mind, like, yes, of course, it's going to be harder for the sperm to eat. I don't know if it kills every single one of them, but anything that dilutes sperm is going to lower the chances of you getting pregnant. I mean, I think that's an obvious one, regardless if it's, it's soap uh Fucking hand sanitizer and whatever the fuck else is lying around. Ketchup. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Anything could possibly kill those sperm cells or at least make it less likely that you'll get pregnant and also want to shove that up you. I guess she really wasn't paying attention. I mean, she was probably moving quick, though. If I imagine, you know, it's post-sex, tidy up time, go to the bathroom. Tidy up time. She knew she didn't want to be too long or else he'd be on to her, right? He knew the condom was in there. He'd already known what he'd done, so he didn't have to worry. He's probably already making fucking flapjacks in the other room. Right. She's in there, unties the condom, so he tied it up. Good, fine, good. That's nice for hotel staff, by the way. Sure. You can tie up your condom. That's a nice move. No semen should come out of that. Absolutely. No semen should end up on anybody's hand for bad reasons. You know what I mean? So she unties the fucking thing real quick, probably like, oh, shit, I got to be quick here. Fucking spread my legs. Shoved it right up. Like one hand, Didn't, one foot on the tub and another on the toilet, something like that. One of those kind of deals. Didn't even look. Didn't even look if this is true. If this is true. And by the way, I believe it's probably true. But, but, but man, she has no rights, though. I, I really don't believe she has any rights here. I don't. She might be able to get some money out of this. I'm, I'm thinking that because she was injured and it was his doing even though she was doing stuff too, I have to think that there's something there. And even if it's just to avoid the court process and the expensive legal fees, I could see him giving her 10, 20, 30 grand and saying piss off. Really? No, he should not. Drake, if you're listening, don't give that bitch a dime. Don't give that bitch a fucking nickel. <laughs> don't you do it. She is in entirely in the wrong here. First of all, what a stand-up gentleman. Yes, of course, he's banging some chicks. People bang chicks, it happens. Especially when you're someone like Drake who can get almost anybody they want minus Rihanna. <laughs> you can get The anybody. one he wants the is one the he one wants. he can't get. Can't get it. Nope. Kim K, moved on to Pete Davidson. Not interesting. But you can bang any Instagram all you want, I guarantee you. Unless they're married, with, unless they're good people. I don't know. You're in the position to fuck anybody. You go out of your way to make sure it's consensual. In fact, asked several times. Are you sure you want to have sex? Are you good with it? Perhaps you recorded that conversation. We don't know that I think part. You did. Yeah, well, I would. I would too. I would. I would make you sign something. You sign something. She may very Saying, well have signed an NDA too. It's hard. A lot of uh, celebrities, people that have a target on their back, will make people do that. Absolutely. And no phone. Usually there's a rule, right? You hand over your phone. This is where you keep your phone. When you're, you can leave anytime you want to. By all means, you are not trapped here. But your phone goes here. That's where it stays. No phones in the room. You don't want that shit out. Of course not. Of course not. Right? Look, look, look what happened to Kevin Hart. Poor fucking Kevin Hart. I say poor Kevin Hart, but whatever. He's over it. I don't blame the guy for doing what he did. Yes, of course, he could have maybe done something different. Some people argue, could he have just kept it with him and on him? Would you want to Would you want to 
Put it that in your pocket, Scott. I oh, mean, who yeah. Would wanna, the who smell wanna... of latex is lovely on your clothes. Nobody wants to keep that on them, okay? You trust that the person won't do this. She was up to some shady shit. And <laughs> you know what? You get what you get. I still think it's great that he didn't flush it. I think a lot of people probably would in that case to get rid of the evidence yeah. or any potential for that to happen. Yeah. And he didn't. This is a green initiative from Drake. And I think we should all celebrate his environmentalism. This was good for everybody. From <laughs> like, This was what I mean. If this was Judge Cat and this bitch came to the stand saying this shit, you're damn right I'd side with Drake. I'd say, so let me get this straight, lady. You just wanted to get pregnant with a rich person's baby. And get all the potential fame that comes from that. And obviously the money first and foremost. Attempt to ruin this guy's life. Shadily entered a bathroom. He did all the right things when you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Consent was there. Great. Hotel room. Even was nice for to tie up the condom and make sure nothing would dribble out of that garbage can. That's lovely. Nobody wants that shit. Doesn't flush it down the toilet. Gentlemen, all the way through. And you were the one that attempted to get pregnant with this baby by doing that. I would be like, Mm-mm. you know what? If anything, you know what he owes you? He'll pay for the cream that you have to inevitably use <laughs> to clean out your veg. That's it. That's all you get is a little cream from the doctor. He'll, you know, he'll pay for that. Don't worry about, you know, if you got benefits even, don't worry. You know what? It's out of his pocket. He'll pay for that. Max. That is the worst I would possibly do. But I, even then, I'd say fuck that. I might suggest to Drake that he carry the cream around with him because I'm sure this is not the last <laughs> time it's going to happen. It's not. Did you do that shady shit? Here's, you know what I think? This is giving him such cred, though. Like, low-key, he doesn't have to say anything. He right. doesn't have to respond to this unless she does sue and it gets that far that he has to respond. He won't have to. Unless, again, like I said, unless he, he sues. She sues. He, Loki, is getting so many props online right now. Mm-hmm. He, You know he has people texting, and he probably won't even respond to it. He's got his buddies texting him like, is this shit true, man? Did you fucking do that? You are a champion. <laughs> he is going down as a champ in this scenario. Don't do shady shit. It's an awkward situation. I mean, she just went to the bathroom after he came out of it. He hears screaming, so he goes running, and at that point... She has to admit to his face what she did. Oh, there's no there's no way around it. Like, she has to admit it. And then Drake has to admit, yeah, yeah I, I, put, I put hot sauce in my condoms after I finish them off. It's a weird thing, but I don't blame Drake for protecting him because no. himself, because there is a target on his back. There's people out there that see that kind of money and that lifestyle and that nice jet and think, huh. I can get a piece of that. They want a piece of the pie. And who's to say, you know what made me think about this too, is who's to say he's not doing this for a reason. I mean, he might be doing this because he did either A, catch women doing it. We know he does have a baby. Mm -hmm. He has a baby with someone he hooked up with through Instagram. Deja vu. Kid's cute, by the way. Cute. Did, Did she do that? We don't know. And I'm not saying she did or not. They had sex. That's for sure. Did she do that to get pregnant? We will never know. But perhaps it's a lesson learned for Drake. It's possible. Hey, if you guys want to weigh in on this or anything else, you, by the way, can leave us a voicemail anytime. So I just want to let you guys know the number now. 519-772-4443. And thank you for listening, by the way. I should mention, we we mentioned to you guys just briefly the other day on Spotify, they started to have rated podcasts. So you rate your podcast that you that you listen to. And we mentioned, hey, thanks to everybody who, who rated us. And you guys... All went immediately to Spotify, even tweeting us, letting us know that you rated. So thank you, by the way. We really, really appreciate that. And if you do listen by Spotify, just head to the main page there and you can give us as many stars as you like. Five is, you know. Customary. Really, I would like we would appreciate it. It's really the bare minimum. Yeah, I would think. (laughs) And maximum. You can't give six, unfortunately. (laughs) But hey, thanks for that, though. The adult toy company, Adam and Eve, asked a thousand adults, what's the best day of the week to get it on? Just over half of people said they don't have a preference. It's really just sort of whenever you get the opportunity. But for people who do, Wednesday and Thursday were dead last. Oh, my God. How can hump day be the least popular day to hump? I don't get that. I would assume Monday, Tuesday. Why? Why Monday, Tuesday? Just because they're shitty. Shitty days. Like, you know, it's it's those days where you're, okay, I'm back into a routine. Maybe you're a little off. Sleep is a, totally a factor. You don't get as much right off the hop in the beginning of the week. You get into a routine a little bit more through the week. I would actually say Wednesday is the first day where you're like, I feel a little more organized. Let's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Wednesday and Thursday, dead last. 
6% say their preference is on hump day or even uh, for, uh, Thursday. Monday and Tuesday were tied at 9%. Middle of the road. Yep. Okay. We definitely have a preference and we like sex on the weekend. Saturday is number one, 35%. Friday, 23%. There's a pretty big drop off after the weekend, especially when you get into Sunday. But Sunday did do pretty well. Yeah. Uh, 12% of people say Sunday is their favorite day. Right before church. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, nothing's really changed, I bet, through the years. I'm curious to see how that would stack up against um, a poll that was done in the 80s. Do you think it's always the same? It's always weekends, right? I mean, the majority of us have it off. That's a time we feel a little more relaxed, a little better. Uh, maybe we are you know, treating ourselves in all the ways. Why not sex? Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. I like that. Uh, a couple of quick stories here before we get to Christine from yesterday. By the way, Adam and Eve, that's the company, right? Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve uh. yeah. Call us now. Buy your David Des. You're going to get a free David Day. You order a special tie from Adam and Ev. Nobody wants a fucking DVD. What am I supposed to do with this? Where am I supposed to put this? Uh-huh. Uh, have you ever lied to your doctor? Left something out when they were asking you questions about your health? Thinking back, uh, I always probably? do that when they ask you, how much do you drink? Oh, fuck. Oh, not a lot. Not much. Uh, no, no more than anybody else. I don't think I've ever even been asked that, but my doctor's a fucking kick-ass lady. I like her a lot. She knows me, so she probably knows the answer because she listens. <laughs> if we were to draw blood, would wine come out? <laughs> not this month. It's dry January. Survey in the UK asked people to name some of the embarrassing symptoms that they wouldn't even talk to their doctor about. Oh, no. 34% say they would never even mention to their doctor if they were passing an irregular amount of gas. Wow. If they're having a bit of a fart spree, that's something they don't want to discuss with their doctor. Don't you mention something you want fixed, though? I mean, isn't that the key to mentioning it to your doctor? Like, this is this way, and I don't feel like it's right. It's not making me comfortable. So let's fix this. That's what they're there for. They are, but they're, they're still a person. And sometimes, let's be honest, doctors can be kind of judgy. Really? Yeah. I have... I have had all the things done to me, and I've never felt judged. Really? I've seen it all, done it all. Well, okay, th that a woman has done. Never one time did I ever feel judged. So that actually might be more on the doctor than it is on you and how you should feel. So the last time, and, and I do have a very good relationship with my doctor, although she did recently retire, but she used to like shit talk me. I would go in and it was a once a year kind of deal, just an annual physical. And, and she'd do the whole, all right, uh, take off your shirt. Let me listen to your chest, all that sort of stuff. And she, I remember one, she like tapped my stomach she? and said, well, you didn't lose any weight, did you? <laughs> I was like, the fuck? She said that to me. Dr. Shame calling <laughs> Dr. Shame. Seriously. She slapped my belly and, well, you didn't lose any weight. <gasps> mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did did you switch doctors after that? No, or you just took she, it? she was a champ. She was great. I mean, I like that we could have that candid relationship. Wow. Having said that, though, I mean, I don't think I would be afraid to tell the doctor if I've been farting in a regular amount of time. <laughs> I mean, that was 34% of people said they would not be comfortable talking to their doctor about that. Maybe it's just, whatever, I got some gas. It'll go away. Oh I can gosh. get something over the counter for that. But you could talk to your doctor about it. You, you know, probably should. There is, you're absolutely right. And there is a difference between doctors. I switched doctors. I switched doctors, um, I don't know, now six years ago or something like that. That initial doctor I had was one that I would be most likely to not tell things to. Really? Yeah, mostly just because I was just off-put by him. Uh -huh. Really off-put. Huh. So I ended, when I switched doctors, I was like, oh, yeah, man, the fucking floodgates are open. I would say anything and everything. I, would, I, would, I feel 100% comfortable. Hmm. The other... Symptoms that people say they were uncomfortable discussing with their doctor? Odd bowel movements? Okay. Like, what do you draw? A pic? Do you take a picture of it? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think they want to see that. How do you describe that. to the doctor? I had you, a weird poop yesterday. It was strange. Odd bowel. Yeah, I mean, but then again, those are things that you should mention because they could mean more. And they could mean nothing, but they could mean more. And a doctor's there to guide you and help you. Maybe you need to change your diet. Hey, maybe you should go for uh, a test a specific test that they have just to rule out some stuff. That's important stuff, man. Other ones included bladder control issues and below the belt swelling. 
Oh. Swelling below the belt. Yeah. Well, if your testicles swell, swell, were swollen, like say, let's say you just woke up tomorrow and they were twice the size, you would go see the doctor and talk to them about it, right? I would think so. I would hope so. Ah, doc, one of my nuts is a weird yeah. size now. I don't know what's going on there. It's just the right one. Nobody should be ashamed to talk to a doctor about that. That's important. Abnormal growths sores on your penis or vagina. Three <laughs> percent okay. of people didn't want to talk to the doctor about that. Why would you go to the doctor if you didn't intend to talk to them about that? Yeah. What were you there for that you couldn't mention to them? Yeah, I've got some bumps on my vag. It's weird. What is it about people not being so ashamed? Do you think you're the first person to walk into the doctor with anything? Herpes, uh, potential chlamydia, any of the STDs especially, people are very embarrassed. You're not the first one. That's why it's a thing. That's why it happens. Don't be embarrassed. Get the help you need. Get the treatment that you need and so that you can move along. Right? I think so. The doctor is someone you should be honest with. And if you can get a good relationship with your doctor, like I've got with mine, well, before she retired, uh, do it because you can have much more open conversations and you can communicate properly about little things. And sometimes they're just curious. The next time you see them, hey, whatever happened with that large right nut you had? Is, yeah. it, is everything good there now? You want they, me to check it out? They've seen worse and they've seen worse. They've seen bigger. They've seen grosser. And even then they wouldn't even tell you it's gross. It's medical. That's it. That's all. It's, it's, it's just another day. Like you would send an email to a coworker they look at a swollen nutsack. That is an everyday, no problem thing. They're used to it. Don't fret. What do you think of the changes coming to Ontario with the G driver's test? Because there is such a backlog of people that were unable to go and get a road test done and get their license. Some people have been waiting, stuck at G2 level for a long time because mm-hmm. they can't do their G test. Mm-hmm. And to try and clear the backlog, they're going to cut the amount of testing in half. When I say that, I mean instead of a 30-minute test, it'll be a 15-minute test. And obviously, when you shorten the test, you got to take a few things out. Some people are throwing objections out about what they took out, including parallel parking and the three-point turn. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, Kat. Every day I'm out there driving and I think to myself, the test is probably too hard. You know, these people have got this down pat. They know what they're doing. We shouldn't even do a road test anymore. Well, just give everybody the keys and say, have at it. Yeah. Good luck to y'all. For me, I don't, I'm okay with this. And here's why. We're talking about a G, not a G2. A G2 is the very first time you get that G2, it means you're on your own. They've already done that. They've already been proven to be allowed to be on their own. And that test is the one that remains the same. Doesn't have enough in roundabout still, in my opinion. There's some definitely some things that could change with the G2 test. They could modernize that Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. And and I'm sure they will eventually once they can get to it. G G is a little different. I mean, you've already been driving for several years on your own. You've been trusted enough to do this. Obviously, they can look at your record and see that you've proven that you understand. Parallel parking is now a, a no-brainer thanks to technology because some cars just parallel park themselves and other people completely avoid it. They only practice it for their G2 and they never do it again. Or if they do it again, yeah, they suck at it. They're not very good. But that's the majority of people I find. The three-point turn can be is very important in an emergency situation um, and to, to understand you know, when cars, the distance between you and other cars, if you want to do a three-point turn on a road, you have to be very focused there. Those are two things that, though, I think you don't hear a lot of you don't hear a lot of bad mishaps because somebody parallel parked wrong. When I'm looking at death and destruction for them, yes, the parking lots are terrible. No matter what, though, pull in, pull out, drive through. Parking lots suck, and your car could get dinged no matter what. So don't use that argument with me when it comes to parallel parking. It doesn't matter if they got it right on one test one time on their G2. They're still going to be shitty parallel parkers. They're still possibly going to ding your car whether they did that or not. My opinion. So those are two things that I think we could go without and we'll be just fine. And that backlog is insane. Has anyone driven by a test center? Even if you don't have to get one done. Hundreds of people every day in Outside. Line. Outside in the freezing cold right now with the pandemic. Just people on people on people. And the people working at those test centers are just completely exhausted. Nonstop. So I'm okay with it. I never had to do that. I got in right before graduated licensing. My birthday is in July. So I wow. wrote I wrote my uh, beginners, as we called it back in the day. I wrote my beginners in July, got my license on my birthday. That allowed me to drive with another licensed driver. 
by that September, two months later, fully licensed. And I haven't been tested since. I probably should be. In fact, we should probably overhaul the whole system because there's no shortage of people hearing us talking about this right now, rolling their eyes thinking, we're making the driver test easier. With all these dipshits around me, Yes. That aren't signaling, that are racing up the the on-ramp to try and get past everybody and then cut in at the last minute. All of the shit. People driving in the left lane don't know how to use a roundabout. We're going to make the test to get your license even easier. Mm-hmm. And I understand that frustration. I really, really do. But if we're going to overhaul the road test, and maybe it is because of technology. Hey, if we've got cars that basically parallel park themselves and every, every car these days has a backup cam, why do we really need to test you on it? You should be taught it in school, but you don't need to be tested on it. It's not something you could fail for because you can't parallel park. Yeah. That might be a good change. Yeah. But let's change some other stuff too. Maybe it's time to have that conversation about a relicense. Maybe every 10 years. You've got to take a refresher, even if it's the written test. Maybe every uh, 15 years or when you turn 50 years old, you've got to be retested on the road. There should almost be different points. So it's not just, hey, you got your license. Have at it. You're on your own. Go ahead and enjoy. Yeah. There should be some means of making sure that you still remember the rules of the road and that you are a responsible person behind the wheel. Can I just say I'm sh- I'm kind of shocked knowing the way that our government works. This government and previous governments, anyway, any government likes money. And that's an easy money grab because you know they'll still charge you for it. It should be a, a less of a charge, right? Like let's do it's 30 bucks or something. You know what? It's fair. It t- only takes 15 minutes, but you do get tested. I'm a fan of that. I think more testing should be done right after you get your license, like in that bracket. I saw the biggest fucking douchebag yesterday completely blow through a yield sign and almost hit a truck that oh. had the right of way Holy shit. right in front of me. And I was right behind the truck. We were turning left. There was a yield sign. If he was coming straight forward, but going right, blew right through it and almost hit that truck. The truck stopped, managed to maneuver over. Thank goodness there was no one beside him. This douchebag just went right through as if nothing happened. Do you not know what a fucking yield sign is? Like, it's pretty easy. So there are people in, because I'm not saying this for any particular age. There are morons driving at 18, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, all the way up to 80. I say in the beginning, maybe you come in five years later, maybe less. Then you're good for 10 years. Hmm. 10 years, 10 years. You become a senior, we need you in every few years. That's an interesting proposal. I think there's a lot of different ways they could do it that could probably improve the safety of the roads. But I also think that we should go with my plan from months ago. We have TV Ontario. Just let put fucking Doug out there. Get him on TV and remind people how to drive. Hey, if you're at a roundabout... This is what you do. See this sign? This is what it means. You want to get from here to over on that side? Here's how you go around. I think that if they just did the the great Ontario driving special, it would help a lot. There's still people who don't understand. Yeah. You drive in the right lane. Every day. The slow lane, quote unquote. You never, ever, ever drive in the left lane. It is just a pass. And then you get back over. And trust me, you got to believe everybody. If everybody is rowing in the same direction... We won't have nearly as many traffic problems. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to do the same thing and follow the same rules. If we all do that, we'll be good. You see it every day, right? Every Every day. single day. I've gotten so frustrated with it when I'm trying to pass and there's somebody doing, I don't know, 105 in the left lane. I want to pass, but you're not going fast enough for me to pass this other person. And it's frustrating. So I just honk at them now. I'll just give them a nice, a friendly honk. Like not the... Right. It's a beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Yeah. Does it work? Uh, most people get the message, but most people look at me like I'm crazy. I, I, I didn't do anything wrong. You're doing something wrong. I just want to pass, and then I will get back over. Follow my lead. But I can't pass you because you're in the passing lane. I find that so frustrating. It is so frustrating. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Quebec. Oh, Quebec. (laughs) They're on a whole nother level, aren't they? Yeah. Almost their own country at one point. (laughs) Still might be one day. Let me read you the actual story that we had this morning on the uh, What You Need to Know on our FM radio show. Quebec's unprecedented plan to tax adult residents who have not been vaccinated against COVID-19 is coming under fire. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association says the tax plan announced yesterday amid the surge of virus-related hospitalizations is deeply troubling, noting that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms recognizes individual autonomy over our bodies and medical decisions. In a statement, the acting general counsel for the association says the penalty is a divisive measure that will end up punishing and alienating those who may be in most need of public health supports and services. On a, Hmm. don't even get me started on whether or not it's right, but on a practical level, I don't understand how they would do this. I get that we all had to download the QR code thing and there was some sharing of information between the federal government and the province to be able to generate these QR codes and such, but... The Canada Revenue Agency has no right to know what your vaccination status is. No right whatsoever. How could they possibly put this, and they say it'll be substantial tax penalty, on people over their vaccination status? I really don't get that. I'm not sure they can. I mean, where is and where is Justin Trudeau on this? Has he made any any announcement or um, response? He's speaking this morning. He'll do a news conference with Dr. Tam. Uh, Listen, Quebec is kind of like the elephant in the room with all of the federal leaders. They're constantly dancing around Quebec because they don't want to upset them. And even though they see some shit that's wrong, they don't really want to call them out because politically it's not advantageous to go after Quebec. It's just fuel for the bloc and places like that that say, you don't care about Quebecers? Look at Mm you. In this case... The practicality part of it aside, I just, I don't know how they can possibly say that the unvaccinated are causing more health care problems that translate into money. I get that there's unvaxxed people in the ICU, but there's also fully vaccinated people in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really difficult to make the case that, well, the vaccinated... They're fine because they got vaccinated, but the unvaccinated are causing an unnecessary strain. When everybody in there is equal, all of them, either on a ventilator or close, needing constant 24-hour care, I don't know that it actually matters. And when it comes to tax on health care, I mean, the law is very simple. All Canadians need to be given the same access to health care. You can't treat one Canadian differently from another. So I don't think that this is going to go very far, but Quebec is apparently looking into the legalities of it and how it could be done. I'm glad the Civil Liberties Association is looking into it because I... What this does is it opens the door to a much, 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 much bigger conversation that some people have been dying to have, myself included. All the last couple of years has done is expose how fragile our healthcare system is in Canada. It is teetering on the brink with, here in Ontario, let me get you the exact number, 3,200 COVID patients and 477 ICU patients. Really? We're on the brink because of that? So what do we do? Well, I mean, I guess you could try and tax the unvaxxed or you could make the appropriate investments into healthcare and get the system up and running. But at some point, people are going to want to know, what are we getting for all this money? There's many people who don't use the healthcare system at all. And when a tax or if a tax like this comes in, they're going to have a serious question that would probably need to be answered. If you're charging them more because they might, in theory, possibly, potentially, need to go into the ICU. That's a lot of mites and possibly. But it is. Like, it, it's one yeah. in a thousand yeah. odds or something like that. It's, it's very, very slim. But if you do, apparently that's costing us too much money. 
Well, then the people who don't use the healthcare system have every right to ask, well, why am I paying the same as somebody else who is using this? If these people in the ICU caught COVID and they were either vaxxed or unvaxxed, that doesn't even really matter at this point. I didn't catch COVID. I haven't used a hospital. I've used a hospital once in 15 years and I didn't even want to go. The ambulance made me because I had an anaphylactic reaction to a drug that I took. It was Advil, by the way. Don't don't get too excited. You, I'm, I'm glad you got past that meth addiction, though. That was good. <laughs> but it's true. And if they're going to do this and they're not going to treat all Canadians equally, then there are many people who are going to say things like, I barely use the healthcare system. Why am I paying just as much as people who use it all the time? Oh, well, that argument can be made all the time, anytime, any day or night. I saw somebody uh, tweet out, well, it's no different than taxing sugary drinks or we have excise taxes on cigarettes and on alcohol because they can lead to cancer exposure or cancer risk and things like that. So it's already happening. It's not happening. And, and that's a consumption tax. You only pay that tax if you drink alcohol or smoke cigarettes or buy cannabis or, or, or. Healthcare, it's supposed to be there for any of us. In theory, yeah. as long as you're a, you've got one of those health cards, you should be able to walk into any hospital in the nation and get whatever care or treatment you need on demand. It's a right here. And, and yes, people take advantage of that right. People take advantage of that right all the time. They backlog our systems on any time. By the way, pre-COVID, like I'm not even talking COVID. They will take advantage of it because it's, quote unquote, free health care. There are regulars, regulars in the ER, Scott, that mm-hmm. waste Good fucking doctors and nurses and anybody who works inside the hospital's time on any given day. They're the point where they know them by name. They know exactly why they're there. They dismiss them, you know, a half hour later because everything's fine. Those those people are problems, but they cannot turn them away. That's kind of their right. And in mm-hmm. this particular case, no, we can't give you we can't tax you just because of this, assuming that you're the reason why all this is happening, you know, trying to put the blame on that. The law always tries to find a balance and a compromise, and they want to be on the right side of it. And of course, we have our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which does give you autonomy over your own body and to make your own medical decisions. That's all well and good. But if they change that or try to change it and try to tax people who are unvaccinated, a couple of things are going to happen. I could see a lot of unvaccinated people leaving Quebec because they don't want to pay the tax for being unvaxxed. The other thing, too, is if they're going to charge you extra then I have to think there's an opt-out clause. Right now, all of us have health care in this country, and that's one of our rights as Canadians. We have a universal health care system. But if it's not applied equally to all Canadians with no asterisk on it, then they're going to have to probably, as part of the balance, allow you to opt out. And that's what opens the door for private health care. That's what allows people who have opted out of the system because they don't want to pay an extra tax to be able to go to private clinics, to go to mm-hmm. uh, uh, private MRIs and, and private blood labs and things like that. There's already a semi-private system in this country. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I mean, we should stop pretending that we have this universal healthcare system because anybody can go and uh, get a nose job or a boob job from a cosmetic surgeon. That's a private clinic and you pay money for that. You can go and get any- you can get no- skin, There's skin clinics you pay money for. Absolutely. So you don't have to wait in the in the, in the waiting list that they currently have at other places. Sure. And I mean, you got to pay for that. Those are private businesses. How far are they going to take this in one direction to the point where some people would actually say, yeah, I don't want to be part of the public health care system anymore. And I think that if the law is actually allowed to go through where they can tax- unvaccinated people as a balance to that they also have to allow you an opt-out so you just don't want to do it yeah and that's and that's where we that's where we hit the for me that's where you hit the wall that's where you say nope you can't do it it's not going to happen if it happens you're right it's going to fall completely fall apart and nobody wants that or they'll attempt to separate from us you know (laughs) again Uh, and you know what i mean that's always a threat it's possible before we wrap it up yesterday the health minister christine elliott came out and did a news conference and she was there talking about hospital capacity. And one of the things she got asked about a lot, sorry, just off topic for a second, this whole five questions and a follow-up, although she did seven questions yesterday, you can't actually get any answers. And yesterday she said, the education minister, Stephen Lecce, is going to come out tomorrow and explain the the back-to-school plan. 
more than half of the questions were about the back to school plan. I don't understand why yeah. those reporters couldn't focus on the healthcare Anything aspect else. of it. Like, <laughs> Anything else. why would you waste yeah. one of the few questions we get asking her about something where she's just going to say, you got to wait for tomorrow and Minister Lecce. And Follow then, up. And then I love when she cut to the, wash your hands guy every now. <laughs> a the little guy. weasel that pops he, out of the podium. He popped up from behind his desk. Wash your hands. <laughs> Here's Christine from yesterday talking about schools. Well, we know that it is really important for students to uh, be in school uh, for both their physical health, because all of the protocols, the, the public health measures that are so important for all of us are being followed in our schools, but also for their mental health. It's really, really important. And you, uh, we've seen the numbers of uh, mental health needs rising rapidly. We know that it helps students to be in school for their uh, mental and physical health. And that is why our government, and particularly Minister Lecce, our Minister of Education, have done everything that we can to uh, make our schools safe for students. We have introduced special clinics, as you know, for uh, teachers to be able to get their vaccinations. We've sent um, uh, millions of masks, over uh, 9 million masks to staff and um, three-ply masks for students as well. We've also ordered over 3,000 more HEPA filter units to make sure that we can uh, have the appropriate ventilation and clean air for children. So we are taking every step that we can possibly take to make sure that our schools are safe for our children to return to. That was a good answer. It was a good response. Mm -hmm. It's nice to hear them actually acknowledge the damage that was being done to kids. It's nice to hear them say, we know that there was mental health issues. We know that there was physical uh, issues. We know, we know, we know, we know. Good. But in the same way that some people are asking, well, what did you do in these two weeks to make schools safer? I'm wondering what's different then. If you knew that all those health issues and mental health issues were present and, and how bad this was for kids doing distance learning. I don't understand how they so casually made that announcement. What did Doug say? It took him 30 seconds to decide to close schools for two weeks. Yeah. Did they actually weigh all the things that the health minister just talked about? I don't know. Yeah. But it does sound like they have a plan now. HEPA filters going into school. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see one in every classroom. I really don't. That's the thing is, yes, of course. And there's people complaining about that already saying, okay, so they're apparently sending us, you know, whatever, X amount, but we have X amount of rooms. What are we supposed to do in those rooms? I mean, I don't know what the answer is there. Um, I'm hopeful they'll put it in the, the right rooms that they feel make the most sense. Uh, and they're able to maybe disperse students into other areas that are bigger. Do what you got to do in each school. And I know there's people in the schools because I've heard from them that are teachers, that are principals that are saying, we're ready. Let's do this. We've got this. We're going to do the right thing. So I, I think I think it's going to be okay. The masks are coming in. That is that is for sure. Apparently, I, I spoke with someone. Actually, somebody DM me. Thank you for that DM um, from someone who's a part of distributing them to oh, schools. Good. And they've been busy. And they've been not literally nonstop. Their job is to distribute them to schools. And it's just been school after school after school, drop off, drop off, drop off. So if it's not there now, it will be by the end of the week. So yeah, all those things, that's great. We need them in school. We need them in school. And a lot of people are waiting for them to overturn this decision at some point on Friday. I don't think it's going to be the case. Again, like you mentioned, we're going to hear from Stephen Lecce today, who's going to make that official announcement. And we kind of went more in depth into this yesterday. But if people really still feel uncomfortable, they feel like it's not the right thing isn't being done here, then there is the option to keep your kid out. Right. Yeah. Listen, a a lot of what they announced yesterday was called for by the experts saying, yeah, you should have better masks. Yeah, you should have better filtration. Seems like they've done that. There were calls for more widespread testing. Uh, They're kind of doing that. If you're symptomatic at school, they'll give you a take-home PCR test. Okay, all right, well, I guess that checks the PCR test box. It's not exactly like students and educators can just go to a testing clinic and get a test anytime they want, though. And that whole thing isn't perfect, because we've heard from many people. I mean, someone who I spoke to who had COVID just the other day said they took a test, it was negative, even though they started to feel symptoms. We know that that's not going to be perfect, but what do we expect from that? I mean, they, they can't redo these tests. They can't make new tests to make it perfect so that the second you catch it, it's going to catch it. That is just is the way it is. Well, one thing I would say about this to wrap it up is teachers, I feel bad for you if you're truly, truly worried about this. And I mean, you're you take those those safeguards all the time. 
not just when you're at work. When you go home, you are uh, taking the safeguards. When you go to the mall, when you go to the grocery store, you're not getting into social gatherings and stuff like that. But there's a a lot of people who are going to be, what's the word for it? I don't know. Some people will be cautiously optimistic. Some are going to be nervous. Some will be scared. Some people are going to use this as an excuse to to be political or to try and get out of work. And that's just the reality of it. Yep. Some people are going to do that. We yep. know that. But I don't think anybody should have a false sense of security here. If you send your kid to school, there's going to be COVID-19 in that school, in that building. It's extremely likely that COVID will be in the building. We know how easily this spreads, so I think it's safe to assume there's going to be some spread. When it comes to these HEPA filters, I don't know if I would really be confident that, <laughs> that oh, everything will be fine. They've got a HEPA filter in there. Uh, I don't think that that's the magic bullet. No. Uh, the masks, I think it'll protect the teachers a lot better than they're being protected now, and I think they can take some comfort in that. But there's a certain amount of danger that goes into a room or that goes into being in a room with a whole bunch of people that could have brought COVID from their their hockey practice or from their karate lessons or from their dance class or wherever. It's highly likely that COVID is going to be in the building and you're not even going to know about it now. They're not going to be widely reporting cases in schools. Yeah. If, if somebody in that classroom tests positive, they themselves will know. They're supposed to follow the guidance from public health, but there's no obligation to tell the school or even tell public health that they tested positive or that they've got enough symptoms that they can confidently yeah. diagnose themselves. I think really when I hear anything anything of worry from people who are working in schools, it is that. It is do we trust that the you know, parents of these children, I'll put it that way, of course, will do all of the right things. And at this point, it is kind of a trust game. But we know that that's where kids need to be. We know that that's where kids absolutely need to be. So if we're doing all the right things in there in every single classroom, and we thank everybody who is a part of that because, man... I'm telling you, Scott, I'm, the online learning thing is a headache and a half. Yeah. Like uh, teachers. It's really rough. Teachers. I don't know how you do it. It is so hard to remain focused for, for young kids, especially but for any child. There, there's people who are in their teens that will say the same thing. That it's, it's hard to focus. They aren't into it. You're in the middle of doing a lesson. I mean, I, I've seen it firsthand. It's JK, keep in mind, but I've seen it firsthand. The teacher's going, you know, in depth. They're telling a story. They're giving a lesson. And I'm watching the screen and these kids at one point, just one kid just fucks off and leaves, doesn't come back again. All you see is the back of the room. Uh, you, you know, kids are playing with their siblings. It's not perfect. It sucks. That sucks. That's frustrating. So, yes, indeed, every no matter what way you slice it, it's going to be work. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to take a toll on all of us. But at the end of the day, I, stu- I do still really believe that that's where kids need to be. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But the option is still there. You can opt out if you want. Yeah. You can continue to do distance learning. What a shitty choice to make, though. I mean, for the people that are truly worried about COVID and catching it or their family catching it and coming into their home, if you're truly worried, your choices are send the kid to school where it's highly likely there's going to be COVID in the building and it's likely going to spread. Or keep them doing this distance learning for the rest of the year. Or fuck that. I, I, I don't know what I would pick. I, I really oh, don't. Fuck. Well, I, I would send my kids to school. I would send them to school every personally. Time. But I get that there's people who are really wrestling with this choice. Hey, listen, if schools are open, that's good. That's a positive that's come out of this week. So good job, Ontario government. Now get the businesses open again, please. Yeah, and we'll just we're definitely going to go deep on that. We're going to make sure everything is a go. You know, Friday, maybe we'll deepen, dig a little deeper into that. And if you if you own a business that's being shut down, by all means, feel free to reach out to us because you must be asking for it too. I don't blame you. If, if schools are back in, why are businesses going to be shut down? It almost doesn't make sense doesn't. at this point, uh, especially when the, the uh, health ministry yesterday said, we're basically at the peak of Omicron in Ontario. It's going to go down as it is in the U.K., as it is in the U.S., it's going to go down here, too. She figures by the middle of this month, we will be on the downslope of Omicron in Ontario. That's good news, guys. That's good news. They also, by the way, announced yesterday that internationally trained nurses are going to be allowed to work in the Ontario healthcare system to help out with all the staff illnesses that are hurting our hospitals and the whole system overall. The health minister said more than 1,200 applicants have already expressed interest in the program. 
and participants will have the opportunity to become permanent staff. This is their yeah. path to getting to work in the medical field in Ontario. <laughs> so they're going to yeah. be under the supervision of somebody who is already accredited here in Ontario. It's a no-brainer to me, Scott. There are people that have been just dying to jump in and help. And why did we wait this long? That's like what I was wondering. Now you're waiting. Now you're going to do it. There's been people calling on this for a long time. In fact, I was following the hashtag from from those who were in that category of just waiting, of waiting. Can't, I can help. I can jump in there. You won't let me. Thanks a lot. And finally, they have the chance. And I watched their kind of like celebratory tweets that came in yesterday. Like they're thankful to have a job. They're thankful to be there, to be able to help their community. Why would we not have welcomed them earlier? They have training. That allows them to do it. And yes, it's going to be supervised, which is great. Fine. Let's get to it. I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad that they're allowing for retired teachers to to come back for, for longer. All of those things are good. It's actually it's common the, sense. It's actually, Scott, the first time, and you're absolutely right, it's common sense, and it should have been done earlier. But it's the first time I've looked at what the Ontario government has done in this past week and gone, okay, now we're talking. It didn't come from the premier himself. We're still fucking waiting on that. He's going to the zoo today. I swear to God. Well. He's going to the zoo to do a photo op at the new Vax clinic that they've set up at the zoo. He's going to be doing a photo op. Can I pet something? <laughs> we got to make the premier look more human. Can I pet a polar bear? Uh, get him a polar bear or something to pose with. Fuck's sake. Jesus, Doug. All right, listen, we're going to go, everybody. Have yourselves a great day. Enjoy the, the drama and fun that will be social media after the education minister speaks this afternoon, because it's going to be a mess. Look for the tan. Look for the tan. Have yourselves a good one, guys. So that the Girl Scouts announced a new partnership with DoorDash that will allow their drivers to deliver Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> right now, there's a bunch of 50-year-old drivers like, do I really have to wear the sash? <laughs> the new bad idea floating around is people who want to get the virus just to get it over with. So much so, health officials are now urging Americans not to go out and catch COVID on purpose. <laughs> Imagine they have to tell us that. Please don't intentionally give yourself a deadly disease. I haven't heard an idea that bad since the, I don't know if you remember the I'm here for the Herps campaign in the, in the 90s. Norway's military faces an extraordinary problem, a shortage of undergarments. At the end of their service, recruits must now turn in their underwear, bras, and socks so that the next group of service members can reuse them. Whether it's the Norwegian military or Norwegian cruises, they have the same slogan, you're going to need extra underwear. <laughs> the After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.